Welcome to the Wild and Beautiful Woman's Podcast. I am Marie Finger, your host, and in this podcast, I will share my experiences of my own health struggles, how genetic testing and natural nutrition changed my life. I share my stories and my 23 years experience in the medical aesthetics industry and teach you how to be the healthiest, happiest, and have the best skin possible. I share my personal stories of loss, abuse, neglect, and so much more in hopes to inspire you to believe no matter what you're going through or have been through, you are not alone and you will get through to the other side of happiness. No content in this podcast is meant to treat, diagnose, or cure any illness or disease. Hello everyone, this is Marie, your host of Wild and Beautiful Women, and it is October and I'm super excited because fall is in the air, all the pumpkins are out. I just went to a big pumpkin festival with my daughter and my two little grandbabies and we had so much fun just playing with the pumpkins and um, decorating and I was wheeling my little grandbaby around in the wheelbarrow and we just had a blast and all the Halloween decorations were out. I love Halloween. It's one of my most favorite mystical, magical holidays. And so I hope you're enjoying the day and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And today I'm going to talk about some skin conditions that can be very serious and also very um, hard to deal with and lowers your self-esteem when you have these type of skin conditions. And um, those skin conditions are acne, rosacea, eczema, and melasma. And the first one I'm going to talk about is acne. And so many young girls and older women suffer from acne, you know, for different reasons. And one of the reasons has to do with diet. A diet just plays such a big role in acne. And the cystic acne can be caused by several different culprits. But one of the main culprits is dairy products, dairy from cow. So you have cow milk and cheese and yogurts and different things like that. And most of us love dairy products. So many of my clients come in and they have cystic acne and I start questioning questioning them about their diet. And most of them do consume dairy. Many of my clients will say, well, I really don't do a lot of dairy. And so I start asking and they say, well, I do do some yogurt every day. And we really don't know how your body responds to these dairy products. It might be a little bit that's very aggravating or it might be a lot. And A1 protein is extremely inflammatory. It has a very hard time breaking down in the digestive system. And there's some studies that um, are suggesting that it can also promote some cancer growth. And dairy just isn't good for anyone. And also there's heart disease that has been linked to the A1 beta casein. And so it's just really good to avoid it. I had to give up dairy products a really long time ago. If you've listened to my other podcast, you'll know that I was sick for 13 years and just I, I just cannot control inflammation at all. Plus, the lactose in dairy really bothers my digestive tract, but mainly it's the inflammatory protein. So I've switched to goat products, and there's so many wonderful goat products, goat cheeses. There's sliced, there's crumbled. Um, so many places now um, are making gluten-free pizzas with goat cheese on them, and there's uh, different types of yogurt that's goat yogurts that are pretty delicious. But the number one thing that I found not that long ago, because I was afraid to try it, is 
was goat milk. I didn't know what it would taste like, and I thought it was going to taste, you know, I just didn't think it was going to taste good. And I wanted to have some milk, and so I thought, I'm going to try the goat milk. And I did, and it was, to me, because I haven't had... Um, cow milk in so long. I could be off about this, but from what I remember, it tastes so much like cow's milk. And so I have goat milk all the time. And the thing with goat milk, it has the casein in it, but it is the A2 protein, which is so much more easy to digest. And not much of it is present in goat milk. So I suggest you try some goat products, really start cutting out the cow's milk products, the dairy products that are derived from cow, and see what happens with your skin. I have consulted clients for 20 years uh, on acne and getting off dairy, and that is because I read a book 20 years ago by Dr. Andrew Weil. He was doing a study in Japan on dairy products and was finding that dairy was such a huge culprit of acne, especially cystic acne. So when I started suggesting to my clients when they would come in with cystic acne, hey, let's get you off the dairy for at least 30 days. You have to be off 100% for 30 days, and let's see where your skin goes. Let's see if your skin starts to clear up. And every single patient would come back for their next treatment and tell me how better their skin was and also how just how much better they felt, how much better their stomach felt. And so I was like, aha, well, this is very interesting. And I have done that ever since. And now I've done a lot more studies and studying on dairy and casein and understanding, you know, my own body and inflammatory responses and avoiding dairy completely is really, really something that I recommend. Casein is found in other foods. There, it's thickening agents and it's also a whitener for foods. And casein happens to be uh, what makes the milk white, that creamy white color. And talking about lactose, all of the products, sheep's milk, goat milk, and cow's milk, all have lactose. But the fatty acids in the goat milk make it so much easier to digest over cow or sheep's milk. So I'm going to talk about something that drives me absolutely crazy when a client comes in and tells me they are thinking about getting on Accutane or I have clients that come in who have told me they are on Accutane uh, or have been on Accutane. And the thing with Accutane is that it is a class X drug. The other name for Accutane is isotretinoin. But class X drug is a drug that you have to have a blood test to have your liver function checked every month. It causes birth defects if you get pregnant while taking Accutane. It also really dries the skin out. You can't have any treatments whatsoever on your face, no microdermabrasion, no chemical peels, no types of treatments, not even a facial is recommended when you're on Accutane, and that should tell you a lot. And also, so many people have tried to commit suicide when they were on Accutane or have committed suicide while they were on Accutane or very shortly after getting off of Accutane. The way that you control inflammation, the way your body genetically controls inflammation, your diet, whether you're doing processed sugars, whether you're doing gluten, dairy, soy, corn, all of these things are going to contribute to that skin condition. And there are things that we can do naturally to clear your skin up without you getting on harsh drugs that have so many life-threatening side effects that are not worth your 
you know, you being on them. And when you're on Accutane, you can get, you know, it just dries the skin out so much that those cystic uh, acne places in your face, the cysts just collapse and they cave in. And then you have that deep scooped out scarring, which is so very hard to correct. No matter what we do, laser procedures, microneedling, can we make it a little bit better? Sure. But is it going to be something that we can dramatically improve? That type of scarring, we cannot. We can help with the red discolorations that are on the skin. We can help with um, hyperpigmented, the darker uh, skin pigment that comes with the scarring. That's a little bit better to improve, but when you have deep divots in your skin, it's just so hard to improve. So let's work on your diet. Let's work on natural nutrition to really help your skin be the very best to help your health be the very best that it possibly can. We have evidence-based genetic testing. It gives us you know, what you need nutritionally based on your genes and where you're able to detox your body, control inflammation, and so many other things that we can look at in your genetic testing. So that gives us the evidence to nutritionally support your body. So the next skin condition I want to talk about is melasma. And melasma is a tough one. Melasma is the dark brown patches that you see on someone's face and you go out in the sun and they get darker, they get worse. And melasma is triggered by hormonal imbalances and the inability to control inflammation. So you put the two together and you have a skin condition that isn't pleasant and can be extremely hard to treat. And a lot of the time, especially in the past, hydroquinone was given to treat melasma. And hydroquinone is very harsh on the liver and the kidneys. It has been banned here in Texas in 2011, and it's been banned in Europe since 2001. So that tells you a lot about how harsh hydroquinone can be. Studies from the UK show that hydroquinone blocks an enzyme called tyrosinase, and that helps the body from producing pigment. Autoimmune disease, thyroid issues, those are what brings on melasma. And again, talking about you know, can you control inflammation? Is your thyroid functioning properly? And all of these things are simple yet not simple to have tested. You just have to have the right testing done and get put on the right path for nutritional support to overcome these skin conditions. Your body is natural biochemistry, giving you synthetic drugs, giving you topical, you know, poisons basically to put on your skin is not what I would recommend at all. I have been in the medical aesthetics industry for 23 years. And when I first got started in the industry, Obagi New Derm with all the hydroquinones in it, I mean, that's what we gave people. I didn't understand the internal component of melasma until I learned genetics and nutrigenomics, nutrition and genes, and then really started to understand why we have certain illnesses, certain skin conditions, and that we're able to treat the body with a more natural approach because the body is natural. There are a few um, treatments that you can do that are natural. Microneedling is great. It really helps um, a little bit with the skin condition of melasma. 
a low inflammatory diet, topically putting apple cider vinegar on as a toner every day, and then of course supplementation support, and that support being based on your genetics. Also having an SPF factor, uh, sun protection factor of 30 plus. There are two different types of sunscreens. One would be a mineral or better known as a physical sunscreen. And then there are chemical sunscreens. And the differences are mineral physical sunscreens form a barrier on your skin to reflect the sun off, which is my favorite because I do not want the sun absorbing into my skin. But then you also have chemical sunscreens that actually absorb and encapsulate the rays. And those are the two types of sunscreens. But putting sunscreen on SPF protection that has a true UVB, UVA protection is going to help you keep your results as we start to get the melasma to get better and not aggravate the symptoms of melasma to make it worse being out in the sun. I always tell my clients, you cannot stop living your life. I mean, most of us have very active lives and love going and doing things, but put your sun protection on, wear your big hat and enjoy your life and do the best that you can with nutritional support and diet. If you're confused about what sunscreens to use, the Environmental Working Group, that's EWG.org, they have studied over 1,800 different sunscreens and they will definitely be the source for use for so many different products and purity, purity standards, products that are safe for you, products that are not going to chemically toxin your body. And go to that website, EWG. G.org and you'll find so much information. I really love what they're doing. I love all the content that they put out and they're a great resource for health. The next skin condition I'm going to talk about is rosacea. When I first got in the medical skincare industry, I went and did some training in California with a doctor. His name was Dr. Patrick Bitter Sr. He is the developer of the photofacial treatment. And photofacial really helps improve discolorations in the skin, uh, pigmentation, uh, not melasma related. Photofacial is not good for melasma because it aggravates the melanocytes and causes them to produce more melanin in that sense. And so we wouldn't do photofacial on someone with melasma, but someone with brown spots from sun damage, oh, just an amazing treatment for that. It's really great for rosacea. And what it does with rosacea is it breaks up the little blood vessels in the skin, causes the blood vessels to collapse, and the body reabsorbs the blood. However, again, with any of these skin conditions, if we do not address the cause, the internal reason that this is happening, we are just going to constantly be on, on an uphill battle. We can make the skin a little bit better, and then it gets worse, and a little bit better, and then it gets worse. So again, always addressing any of these conditions from the inside out. When I went to train with Dr. Bitter, I was just astonished at some of the cases he had. He was the only person within a 200-mile radius treating rosacea with photofacial because he had a trademark on that particular treatment because he developed it. And I saw a couple of patients that were in his office that were on disability because they had rosacea. When you touched their face, their ears, they had a very, very high temperature. They felt so hot. And those were the most severe cases I'd ever seen of rosacea and redness in the skin. So learning from him was really amazing. He taught me so much about how to treat the skin from the outside in, 
But I learned so much more past that about how treating the body as a whole and not just the external component of the skin condition. There are four types of rosacea and the biggest one is the acneic rosacea, the one that you have acne pustules and the redness. I have a client that I'm treating right now and his skin is getting better. He's young and just a really handsome guy, but he just has all over his nose and his cheeks and around his mouth, um, just the really big pustules. And so it's just so hard on the self-esteem when you have that going on. He is doing his genetic testing. We're going to start supplementing his body and getting his nutritional support balanced. And we're already seeing some differences with some of the photofacials that I've been doing. But Autoimmune disease, vitamin B6, B12, and magnesium deficiencies are some of the causes of rosacea and just not being to control, being able to control inflammation and just having that inflammatory response in the skin. Rosacea can, you know, give you that red flushing. If you drink something like wine, if you exercise, obviously it gets worse. You know, it's painful and sometimes it can be, again, very hot like a fever. There's just so many different types of rosacea. And I was reading some online content that said it cannot be cured. And I absolutely disagree with that. If you get your nutrition in balance, you get inflammation under control, you get the right... um, supplementation support in your body and do some external treatments, I think that you can get this very, very much under control to where it is not present in your skin any longer. So if you read anything like that, don't lose hope because I absolutely disagree that you cannot get rid of rosacea. If you want to start treating your rosacea externally, find someone who understands IPL photofacials that has had a lot of experience. Look at their reviews, see how long they've been doing photofacials because there's a big learning curve. And photofacial is a very hot light. It's intense pulse light that can injure and burn your skin if you're not treated properly by someone who understands what they're doing. So do your research, but photofacial treatments are really amazing for helping with the symptoms of rosacea. So I'm going to talk about the fourth and final skin condition, which is atopic dermatitis. I think they call everything atopic dermatitis, but eczema. And eczema, again, is an overactive immune system that produces excess inflammation. And I have had eczema in a couple places on my body, and I've been able to get rid of it with some natural anti-inflammatories such as CBD. There's something called PEA, which is palmitil ethanolamide. I take my vitamin D3, K2, um, my essential fatty acids. Those have really helped me. But I still have it on the palm of my right hand. And what makes it worse and aggravates it is is lack of moisture. And I have dry hands anyway, very dry skin. I've always had very dry skin on my hands since I was a little girl. But I cannot get rid of it on my hand because the constant washing that I do when I'm at work, when I'm at home, and it is miserable to have eczema, especially where I have it. And many of you have probably experienced the cracking when it cracks open. It's just so tender and burny and stingy and it just does not look attractive at all. 
but everywhere else I've been able to get rid of it. It was on the back of my head, it was on my foot, and it is gone from there, but it just isn't gone from my hand. I think if I kept my hand with moisture and kind of a glove on it, all the time. Maybe I could get rid of it, but I really do believe the reason I can is because of the constant washing of my hands. But understanding your methylation, understanding your inflammatory responses, how your body detoxes itself, making sure that you're eating, you know, whole foods, foods from the ground, foods that are organic in nature that don't have uh, toxic chemicals in them understanding what you're putting in your body, understanding all the sugar that you might be eating every day, understanding what's causing more inflammation, what's causing your body to be more toxic, and just getting a handle on your health. You will feel so better, so much better. And your skin will show. Your skin is a reflection of what's happening on the inside of your body. And when your skin doesn't look well, sometimes it's because you're not well on the inside. But there are answers. If you have questions about genetic testing or about anything that I talked about on the podcast today or any other day that I've talked about, any of my subjects that I've brought to you, you can email me at support at wildorganicliving.com. 